0: The lack of having an ego, removing your ego when you're in somebody else's house. And by house, I mean training ground, whatever it could be, Um, classroom. You come in there with the learner's mind. That's how you really progress in anything, but especially in martial art. And I take that into everything I do nowadays okay five four three two one hey guys welcome back to the Way podcast with your host today we have another solo episode um and today i'm going to be talking about martial arts so surprise surprise he's talking about martial arts again well yes <laughs> today i will be talking about martial arts but something that may apply more to everyone else Maybe if you're not already a martial artist. And it's how my I apply my martial arts philosophy through my entire life. My martial arts approach to life. Now, this is not some BS, uh, fix your life with one framework that works in every single scenario kind of video. You know what I mean? You've definitely seen those <laughs> on Instagram and YouTube or whatever. Some guy with a podcast, you know, spouting some garbage into a mic. But today I can only tell you about my experience and how it's impacted me so just to do a quick background if you don't already know um i've been a martial artist since i was around 11 years old i started um with brampton muay thai and i've continued muay thai i trained with them up until 17 yeah right up until 17 then from there it was a lot of self-study and uh self-study and going to different gyms i was at bdc and now i'm at avalusau and toronto and i've started bjj um kind of not very consistently right now but i have started and i do really enjoy it and uh what did i learn you know what does martial arts really teach you number one is discipline um and i think you know that's a given that's what everyone really knows about martial art especially if you're on the more traditional side there's a lot of discipline in terms of hierarchies and all this kind of stuff but in muay thai there are no belts it's based in a war martial art turned into a combat sport so it's kind of a hybrid i would say between a sport and a marsh and a martial art but The way I was taught, it was not taught as a sport, but more of a martial art. So we were very respectful. We bowed before we engaged in anything, before we meet each other. We come up with the why as it's called in Thai, like this. It's a sign of respect in Thai culture and in many other cultures. And that was taught not only through the ceremonial kind of uh, means, but obviously the the physical. You know, nobody wants to run 20 minutes every class and do burpees and do this. Uh, You know, the fun stuff is learning the technique, but you also got to do the hard stuff like kicking the bag 300 times, teeping the bag, front kicking the bag, and that builds discipline. And that applies in your life in other ways another thing is confidence that's something i definitely lacked as a as a kid and what it taught it taught me to really embrace who i was not really hide it from anyone and i think it really helped me come into myself um, and really learn who i was during a time when most kids don't really know what the hell is going on. I had slightly more, I guess, <laughs> bearing on what I wanted to be. At least I was confident enough to show it. Um, um, another thing is could be defined as uh, egolessness. The lack of having an ego. Removing your ego when you're in somebody else's house. And by house, I mean training ground whatever it could be um, classroom you come in there with the learner's mind that's how you really progress in anything but especially in martial art and I take that into everything I do okay now how do I apply these three main things that I've learned from martial art first off discipline is something that I incorporate into my life especially in terms of physical um as exercise so you know I don't have to think I don't think about exercising it's like brushing my teeth every day I shadow box everywhere I go which is you know mostly annoying to everyone else but it's fun for me I it's almost like I can't stop right I just whenever I'm standing still I'm always you know whatever throwing punches whatever elbows all that kind of stuff and I'm always practicing, Uh, I hit the bag whenever I can, I go to class, I train, um, and I just can't not do it. And that's what was taught to me by martial art. So martial art teaches you to be consistent with your exercise and your study. Another thing is confidence, that's something that can be applied probably almost just as broadly as discipline. Confidence in myself in each area that i try to progress into which is kind of it, it seems contradictive but also goes hand in hand with the learner's mind and egolessness because there's a fine line between confidence and arrogance but with a level of confidence that is proportionate to your level of an uh, of your level of skill while entering into something new not being overconfident knowing your position and respecting those who know more than you and are willing to sacrifice them, their time or their bodies or themselves in general just to teach you something. It's important to recognize that in each field. So whenever I start something new, a new job, new class, I come in there without learner's mind, without ego, because if you really want to succeed in something, you can't go in there thinking you already know everything. It's about coming in with a blank slate and leaving your ego out the door because in martial art it's gone like that if you come in with an ego you'll get your ass handed to you real fast and it won't be it won't. doesn't even have to hurt it'll hurt here um, and not on the rest of your body because when somebody is much more skilled than the other person they don't need to hurt the other person to hurt their ego you can outskill them they won't be t- they won't touch you and They won't, you know, they won't be able to contend at the same level, even though you're going much lighter. And another um, way I apply my martial arts um, kind of approach is in a general kind of uh, sense. So I do approach situations that are difficult with the idea of it um, being like a a physical exchange, a combat. Whether it be a fight, it could be an argument, it could be a debate, it could be anything, approaching the market with a new product. Taking that martial arts mindset and applying it there is so effective. For example, in an argument, just like in uh, an exchange, you don't fight with emotion. You need to use your facts and your logic. And that's the only way, not only to win, because remember, in martial art, it's not about winning. It's about learning, right? I'm not there to fight. I'm there to learn how to defend myself, how to apply it and practice it under pressure. But I'm not a fighter. I'll never say that because it's out of respect for anyone who really is. Martial art teaches you that you approach situations like an exchange sentence is often likened in in my uh, sparring class by my crew to an exchange a debate is like a back and forth sparring session an argument is when you dominate one other person physically and in a martial arts context as well Um, these Different tools given to me by martial art is what I apply in my daily life. And it really helps me navigate through difficult, um, difficult things. And finally, is the keeping calm under pressure? Now, this is something that a lot of jobs and a lot of different scenarios will say, you know, high pressure environment and all that. But to me, nothing's more high pressure than a physical altercation between two people and i think unless you've actually been through that and you don't understand the severity and that's why you don't see many martial artists getting to fights because they know what could happen you know they could brutally hurt somebody but they have restraint and they learned because they felt it they have empathy they don't want to hurt somebody like that and having that Commonness under pressure allows you to do that, allows you to think without emotion in scenarios where thinking with emotion would be detrimental, like in an argument, like in a debate, like in business. Uh, approaching the market with emotion and not looking at it in some objective way is just foolish, right? Of course, there's the it's not to be devoid of emotions, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying. When emotions are not as efficient um, in making correct and efficient decisions, then we have to step back and detach from the scenario to really view it in, a, in an objective way. And yes, that is uh, all I have for you guys today. You know, If you guys enjoyed this episode, uh, give it a like. <laughs> save it to your downloads on spotify or apple Podcasts or whatever give me a comment like you know let me know if you guys like this kind of stuff and yeah follow us on instagram and i'll see you guys next week